Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, But thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king... They departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country, another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee, And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Verses 1 through 23, all of Matthew chapter 2. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful, the beautiful, and the powerful, and the glorious story of Christmas that tells us of the coming of our Lord and Savior into the world a long time ago as the greatest gift the world ever has or ever will receive. Thank you for the wonderful gift of eternal life. Thank you for Jesus and all that he is and all that he does. Father, Lord, 
set us on fire afresh as your your church to be about full of be full of your spirit to be about your work and your business seeking to proclaim the gospel to boldly stand for life and to stand for truth which is that which sets people free help us to be the bold and on fire church you've called us to be fully for your glory show us your glory mightily this day in jesus name we do pray amen Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we pray for our listening family today. I think of those who are away from their loved ones or maybe those who have lost loved ones uh, this past year. Father, be especially close to them. Draw near to them. May they have uh, amidst the sorrow a sweetness of your Holy Spirit uh, in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just a reminder to you as you prepare to uh, enter into this season of the year, this special time in which we, in a unique way, celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into the world. I want to challenge and encourage every single listener and every family to make it your business to make time to read through all what we refer to as the Christmas narratives specifically Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. The sad reality is there are many believers that have never taken the time to read all the way through them during the Christmas season. But the fact is, it will bless your socks off. It really will. This is something about reading the wonderful stories of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior into the world that will bless you, edify you, and encourage you in your walk with the Lord and set you afire afresh with the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of revival. So making time to read through all of the Matthew chapters 1 and 2, Luke chapters 1 and 2 as a family. And, and parents, don't you do all the reading. Let your young children do a lot of the reading because, again, when they read, it engages them in a way that many times when they're listening to you or someone else read, it may not quite. So take the time, and it'll bless you and your family in many, many ways. We hope that you will do just that. We are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Dr. Johnny Hunter. He's the president of the Life Education and Resource Network, LEARN for short. Uh, Dr. Hunter, how are you this morning? Praise the Lord. Just wonderful. And it's always a joy to be with you and your audience today. Oh, well, an honor to have you with us once again. It's, it's been a while, but it's good to have you back with us. Uh, so as we begin, would you take a moment now just to further introduce yourself to our listeners, as well as tell them what the Life Education and Resource Network is all about as well. Uh, yes. Well, uh, well, my name is Dr. John Hunter. Um, we're right here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Our organization, the Life Education Resource Network, we like to call it LEARN because it's very important that people do learn. Uh, you can only perish whatever lack of knowledge. So we make sure that people get as much as they can, especially for children. But it's dedicated to children and the saving of children. Um, but also, I also um, am part of the uh, North Carolina chapter. I helped found the North Carolina chapter of the American Black Road Regiment. And uh, so while I learned dresses, a lot of pro-life things, we also use the Black Road Regiment to uh, recognize some of the, the issues that we need to address with the government. Some people are afraid of Christians talking politically. But I want to tell you, we're living in a time right now where in Isaiah 9-6 is trying to really bring his way through. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be up on his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
And uh, a lot of times we as Christians want to take out their government area. But I'm here to tell you today, i got some tough news for all of us, y'all. I hope, uh, Pastor Parker, I'm hoping that when we finish with the program today, we have some more intercessors on board, especially for the hour of intercession, because the nation needs it. Uh, but a lot of people don't understand that prayers have been shut down, and they don't even know it yet. And uh, so my concern today is to bring this nation even to a part where those who are uh, not totally there yet can realize, oh, wait wait a minute, there's some things we need to do, some repentance we need to do, some things we need to take care of so God can hear our prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I tell people, don't worry about uh, Christians addressing uh, uh, policies and government, uh, because in, even in the, throughout the Scriptures, the king was not king unless the prophet said, that's the king. Mm. Well, I'm going to ask, Dr. Hunter, if you would, at this point, uh, would you take a moment now specifically to pray for our listening ears, uh, our listening audience, to have ears to hear all that the Holy Spirit would say to them today? I expect, uh, by the grace of the Lord, you're going to cover a lot of ground. And for them to really be in a receptive mode, to be able to hear the truths that you'll be sharing, and that they'd be stirred by the Holy Spirit to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit would have them to do. So would you pray for them at this time? Amen. Almighty God, actually bless us as messengers for your word and the things you've placed upon my heart, and even, even Reverend Parker's heart, and even Brother Rick's heart, Lord. There are things that you have just really revealed, even on this radio station, that you want the nation to hear. So, Almighty God, we pray that you will forgive us of our sins and our transgression, not only our sin of commission, but also the sins we omit, our sin of omission. Lord, let us be faithful in that which you've given us, and let us not be able to hold back, but let us be boldly pleasing to you. And actually, Almighty God, not only anoint us as we speak, and not only anoint me as I speak, but anoint the ears of everyone out there who's listening, so they will hear what your Spirit is saying to the church even in this hour. And when this program is over, Lord, don't just let people be hearers only, but let them become doers of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Hunter. And, you know, Dr. Hunter, just something I'd, I'd like to share in relation to what you shared in the way of introduction is, you know, in reading uh, Matthew chapter 2, that's it's a powerful chapter. It contains a part of what we refer to wonderfully as the Christmas story. Yet at the same time, it reminds us of some of the wicked realities that were true way back then, and sadly that they're true today. Mm-hmm. That we live in a world where, sadly... Even in Jesus' day, there were governmental leaders that thought slaughtering children, it was, uh, that it was okay. Whereas, again, you'd think, well, you know, that, that thank the Lord it doesn't happen today. Sadly, today, we have leaders in high places that think slaughtering children is no big deal. And the reality is the devil liked to slaughter children way back then. He was trying to slaughter the king of kings and the lord of lords, but he didn't manage mm-hmm. to do that. But he's still trying to slaughter babies today as well. So, but go go right ahead though. Amen, and that is so true. You know, everything in the Old Testament is pointing towards Jesus. Everything mm-hmm. you see is pointing towards Jesus. And uh, but also the enemy does the same old stuff he used to do. He still does it today. Whenever God is getting ready to really bless a nation and move it forward, the enemy goes after the generation through whom that blessing is coming. When God saw the children of Israel being held as slaves in Egypt and decided to raise up a deliverer, the enemy went after children, went after the babies. Mm -hmm. And, of course, 
God raised that child right under the uh, Pharaoh's nose. Pharaoh ordered the boy be put to death. God raised him up right in his own castle. But not only that, when Jesus comes on the scene, once again, someone, the king of kings, and the enemy went after children. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know one day Jesus Christ is coming back. And uh, I heard a brother tell me one time, he said, uh, I look at what the enemy is doing, and that, that's it. And he said, he says, it's almost like the enemy is trying to make sure, well, if he ever been born again, we're going to abort him. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, there's some groups out there that if Jesus was being born uh, again, but that's not the way he's coming back, y'all. But, but mm-hmm. if he was, they would abort him. Mm-hmm. And uh, enhance the shed innocent blood is the most dangerous thing of all. But there's something also just as deadly right with it. it um, uh, Brother Parker, there's, there's a verse in the scripture that talks very distinctly, Proverbs 6, in the 6th chapter, 16, verse, thing, verse 16 through 18. says, These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are abomination to him. And that's why I'm trying to warn the church. Let's make sure we're not into this now. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil. Now, I know we don't have time to do the whole thing, but let me just start with that very first one, a proud look. The Bible is very distinct about the proud look. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction, a hard spirit before the fall. But the most important verse we actually have actually comes right out of, out of the Bible itself. Uh, it's James 4. He gives grace. Therefore, he says, God, gives, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And that's where I need to really um, uh, address the people today. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Because every Christian out there knows what Second Chronicles 7 says. Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 15, they know it inside out. If I shut up heaven, there'd be no rain, command the locusts about it. But, ver- but verse 14 yeah, Connor, I'm gonna, people. I'm going to have to jump in right here. We're gonna, we can pick up right there on the other side of the break. Our phone guest today is Dr. Johnny Hunter. He's the president of Life Education and Resource Network. We'll be right back.
music of Fred Hammond with If My People. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Dr. Johnny Hunter. He's the president of the Life Education and Resource Network. Dr. Hunter, if you'll pick up right there where you left off, please, before the break. Yes, and, and so when we look at that chapter, as I was saying um, earlier, remember what that remember what the Proverbs is saying to you. Six things the Lord hates, and he names, but he actually has seven abominations. Name them all. But the first thing he says is that proud look. And right there, and then we, I, I read over where we said, God resisted the proud, he give, but he gives grace to the humble. And that, and it's so important that people understand that when he says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. And I want to stop just right there. Because, you know, a lot of times we like to hit on that part and say, praise, seek my face, turn from the wicked way. But we got a, but we got an issue, and, and, and it's all across America, and it's hurting us really bad. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, because if you're not humble, all the rest of that verse matters nothing. You can't go on to the next part of it. You can, the next thing is going to say, and pray. But if you're not humble, it stops right there. Your prayers mean nothing if you're not humble. Mm-hmm. And the real, and God resists the proud. He gives grace to them. He's trying to show you a kind of humbleness he's talking about. He's not talking about where you got to be weak and meek and mama. He's talking about something that's arrogant against something that's not. Something that's very proud, and, and, and this is where we got to go. Now, I want to step on some toes for everybody now, mine included at times, and that's why I have to, I have to repent when I figure out, oh, my Lord, the kind of Lord convicts and stuff. I've heard a song, they go out, it's proud to be an American, you know, mm-hmm. and, they, and they sing their song to resist and everything that shows up at football games at times, shows up baseball games, shows up, and, you know, everybody has to sing, I'm proud to be an And the moment they say that word proud, God is not pleased. Mm-hmm. We should not be proud to be an American. We should be blessed. We should realize we are blessed. We should be thankful to be an American. Mm-hmm. Paul was a Roman. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was there, and he named those things, but he named those things and, and let you know, I'm naming these things because that's a blessing. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. And what Paul did, uh, it, when, when they were ready to really zap him and do him in right away, he said, no, I appeal to Caesar. As a Roman citizen, he had that right, and he exercised his rights. And we as Americans, we have certain rights. This country is so wonderful that people are breaking in to get over here. But just because we're here don't mean we should get that proud look. Mm -hmm. That pride itself is the most dangerous thing for a Christian there is. Let's not be proud to be American. Let's be blessed and give God thanks that we're in this nation. Mm -hmm. Because there could have been other places we could have been born, other places we could have been doing. And uh, we could have been coming up in some uh, a place that did not know. And my concern now is that America is turning into one of those nations that I would thought was another type of nation years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's not our own. And I'm seeing it gradually change. But that proud to be an American, stop being proud. Let's be thankful. Mm-hmm. Let's be the knowledge that we are blessed to be American. Mm-hmm. And then if that's not bad enough to upset God, we actually have people out there have what they call pride parades. In other words, they're sinning, they know they're sinning, and they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're going to be proud and prideful that they're sinning. And I try to tell Christians all the time, well, Christian, well, I'm not going to, uh, everybody that got a camera, if you're a photographer and you're a Christian, go ahead and go to those pride things. Take the pictures. Take the video. Let other people in the church see the mess that's going on. You say, well, but brother, we don't want to look on that mess. God has to look on that mess, y'all. Mm-hmm. If we don't address it. We're hurting the heart of God. God has to see all the stuff going on. 
And that has to hurt his heart. And he's too out there. Pride. And, and, and don't think for one moment this mess pride is going to stay out there in that parade. Nope. The same people are the same people that will go right in front of those abortion clinics and even allow children to be put to death. These are the same people that even if a child is born, they'll get in there and confuse the child about what gender it is. Everybody knows what a boy and a girl looks like. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I was never confused about who was a boy and who was a girl. You could tell it from the moment the child was born. But now we got drag queens actually stepping into the school thing, pride for all dressed up in the most flamboyant clothes, confusing little children while they read. Well, by mm-hmm. reading to them, making it sound like what they're doing is okay. That's pride, y'all. That's pride. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that, that, that really, that, 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 those kind of folks can't pray. But the worst part of it is we got teachers and educators who are allowing this to happen. And when teachers and education allows this out, I'm saying, my goodness, people don't realize Jesus was nice and sweet. But when it came to children, Jesus said one of the toughest things I've heard, whoever offended one of these little ones and lead them the wrong way, that a millstone was turned put on his neck and he drowned in the sea. I mean, that was Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. And that's some tough talk. I'm convinced there's some people that if they, if, 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 I'm so glad the Bible is in a book. Mm-hmm. Because if the Bible was on some of these Facebook or Twitter things, it, 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 it would be censored. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was being tough, but Jesus was being mm-hmm. real. To offend a little one is one of the worst things you can do. Well, and you know, then that hands that shed innocent blood, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, Reverend Parker, when you said that um, the nation, we're in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. God, it, 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 a lot of people think the book of Daniel starts in Daniel first chapter. No, the book of Daniel actually starts in Second Kings, the 24th chapter. I'll just read just a little bit, just a verse or two of this one. 24th okay. chapter, I'll start verse 2, just for time's sake. And the Lord sent against him raiding bands of Chaldeans, bands of Syrians, bands of Moabite, bands of the people, and he sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, who is spoken by a service of the prophet. Surely at the commandment of the Lord this came upon Judah to remove them from his sight because of the sins of Manasseh. That was a leader. Mm-hmm. That's one of the kings, but part of the government, according to all that he had done. And all because of innocent blood that he shed, for he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Mm-hmm. God got upset with Judah, a nation that he loved and a tribe that he loved. But they shed blood in one city, and God was so upset, he sent the Moabites and all these other people out to destroy them. Mm-hmm. And that was, if God does that to a nation he loves, mm-hmm. what he's going to do to a nation that didn't just spill blood in one city, but we're spilling blood all across this nation mm-hmm. in cities. And the bad part about it is where we even placing the blood. Uh, I, I remember our, 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 in our organization, we said, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. The 70% of abortion clinics are, are right here in, in, in the black communities, that they're really coming after the black community, right? And I remember Reverend Cobreth called me. And he said, Brother Johnny, he said, your stats are a little off. They're a little misleading. And I said, well, how's that? He said, no, all the abortion clinics are near a black community. There's not one place in America, if there's not a black person in that city, they don't have an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. Every abortion clinic in this nation is within two miles of a minority community, mm-hmm. every one of them. Either they in the community or they less than two miles, always walking distance from one. And when I heard that, I said, oh, my goodness, so this is the real racism that's going on. It, 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 there's a real reality here that's going on. And, and, and 
And I'm thinking about it. A lot of times we hear the people, these, these Muslims come over and do these attacks and everything, and they're going, oh, God is great. You know, we said, oh, my goodness, they're misled by the Lord. But when the United States does stuff that is so anti-God, and they say, well, God sent us over here to destroy you, I'm beginning to think they might be right. God sent the Chaldeans. God sent the bands of Syrian. God sent the Moabites. God sent those people of Ammon to take out Judah when it acted up. Mm-hmm. And this is what the nation has to be afraid of. Fear God. Mm-hmm. Never get to the point where we are not humble enough to realize, oh my goodness, we're on the wrong path here. And we need to be humble enough, just humble enough to say, Lord, we are sorry. God, we're going to take care of this. We can't be the kind of people, and, and, and I try to tell people a lot of times when it comes to politics, reason I'm so into it, because uh, Jesus said, you know, he says, not what goes in that defile a person, what comes out. That's and right. what comes out of us is our vote. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, be sure to line up vote, go to vote. Whatever you vote for, that's what you are. You're not what you eat. You are what you vote. Mm-hmm. The reason God took on the whole nation because of the sin of Manasseh, and he was the leader. Where the leader goes, that's where that whole nation is headed. Show me who you got sitting up on the, on the leadership of your country, and I'll show you wherever that leader's headed, the whole country is headed that way. Mm-hmm. And when Manasseh sinned, God really hit the people because the people let it happen. Mm-hmm. Now, those people did it, and they didn't even have a right to vote. Now, we got a right to vote, so that means what the mess we got in there, you got to find out which political party is out there pushing this agenda mess, which party is out there pushing abortion, which party is out there now that has passed the legislation. Now, the bad part about it, I can't just put it on one party. Both of them, we just had a thing called a marriage, they called it the Marriage Protection Act. And, and you got to understand, that's one of the sick things the Lord hates, lying tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, something something try to be deceptive. That's not no marriage protection bill that just passed through through our Senate that came out of Shomer. That, that, that's, that thing is against marriage. That thing breaks down marriage the way God defines it. Mm-hmm. And the word of God is very carefully worded, and it's very strongly worded. There's some people, some people are not supposed to be intimate with. And men are definitely not supposed to be intimate with other men. That's, I mean, that's just Bible stuff. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless... We got a bill out there that not only wants it done, but they're going to try to make everybody agree and approve to do it. And Reverend Parker, I've heard pastors tell me, said, Dr. Hunter, I assure you, I'll never marry two men. I'll never marry two women. If they, I'll go to jail before I do that. And I'm trying, I'm trying to, I, and I try to warn the pastors. And every pastor out there listening to the station, they need to hear this. These mess get passed. You're not going to be going to jail if you don't go along with what they're saying. You're going to be sued. They mm-hmm. showed it when they did it with that photographer. When they put it, the, uh, the women had that fake wedding because it's not a real wedding, but they wanted to be, and the photographer refused to take it. That photographer got sued. When the baker did not want to bake a cake because it was against their religious belief, that baker got sued. And that baker ended up winning in the Supreme Court, which I'm glad. But uh, do you really have the money to fight a case all the way back up to the Supreme Court? Because if you don't, if this thing goes through, and not only the House signs it next, the House of Representatives, then if that's not bad enough, the president is going to sign off on it. And the person we have in office right now, he will do whatever his handlers are telling him to do. And if he signs that thing, you as a church, 
can if they decide that we're gonna we gonna we wanna do something, your church should be approving of it because we were married and such and say, but you still have to go along with it. I got news for you. You will be sued. Somebody's gonna sue you. Somebody's gonna take on the church, but they're not gonna just sue the pastor, they're gonna sue the congregation, the church, and whatever fellowship and denomination of body that church is in. We're looking for a fight here, y'all. And and, and you can't blame anything. The only thing you can blame is who did you vote that voted for that mess right there? And I wish I could just tell you it was just one particular party, but I my, I tell you, I'm here in North Carolina. And uh, uh, that was a fellow I thought uh, was surely good. I found out one of my guys that I voted for, which told me he was pro-life, who told me he was, oh, no, he believed in marriage, the sanctity of marriage. And I found out his vote is just up there, just as bad right with the other folks. So it's not just to go on a party. And believe me, yes, I am going to call him. But not only am I not going to call, um, going to call him, I'm going to be praying for him. I'm going to pray that he get his soul saved. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray that God go ahead and, and, and do whatever needs to be done here to get this mess straight because I don't want another terrorist attack coming against this nation. Mm-hmm. And people have to understand, it's not our military that defends us. It's almighty God. That's right. And the Lord don't have to just <clears throat> attack us. All he got to do is just take his hand of protection off. Mm-hmm. And we already know God is a very gentleman. If you want to put him out of the schools and he's not welcome, no problem. He's gone. Mm. If you don't accept the Lord, then he don't accept you. And, folks, this is a dangerous situation our nation is in, and all because of pride. Mm. And we have some people. I saw in 2008, I saw the prayers of churches, especially in the minority community, totally get shut down because they were proud that they put in a president who looked a certain skin color. Never mind that he was a president that supported abortion. Never mind that he was a president who had turned around and said God was wrong and there's nothing wrong with two men and two women marrying each other. Never mind that he was a man who mocked Jesus. And never mind of that. The problem was people voted for it and they were proud. And the moment they were proud to put that mess in, their prayers were shut down. If my people called by name, shall humble them. And once they were no longer humble, their prayers were, go, were gone. And people say, well, yeah, but God still has to know. I always try to tell people just sometimes it ain't blessings. The devil's not messing with you no longer. He already got you where he is. So I want the nation today to really realize that we need to really repent for the mess we have let be over our government, for the mess we've allowed to happen. Well, and, you know, we're coming up on a break in just a moment, Dr. Hunter, but on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask if you will lead us in prayer specifically for the church uh, in to be repentant and humble themselves and to really seek the Lord afresh because, again, uh, we, we need to be a humble church and a praying church, as you've pointed out. So we'll pick up there. Our phone guest today is Dr. Johnny Hunter. He's the president of the Life Education and Resource Network. We'll be right back.
music of Forever Jones with Gloria. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Dr. Johnny Honey, who's the president of the Life Education and Resource Network. Dr. Honey, uh, in this last uh, segment, I'm going to ask if we'll start off, would you pray for the church? Pray for the church to, at this uh, at this point in time in our culture and in this segment of history, one of the needs, as you pointed out, is for us as the church to repent of ways in which we fail to humble ourselves and submit to the Word of God and the Spirit of God and to commit to being the church God is calling us to be. Would you, and whatever else is on your heart, to pray for us? Well, please do that at this time. Amen. Almighty God, I pray to you. And Lord, you know, even myself, I am a man without a political party. You've seen the devastation that both of these parties have done at times. One is worse. They're no longer a Democrat party, Lord. I can see the demons running them. And Lord, I also see another party out there and several others. And each one of them are failing. And they're not doing all righteousness. And the one that has the most righteous leaders at Lynn, Lord, is the one that's not putting the leadership up top. Lord, please forgive me for trying to find the right people, for voting in people thinking they were going to do one way and to see them turn around and do another. Lord, hear the cries of Christians in this nation who are so disappointed in the leaders that have been elected in this nation. Lord, I ask you to forgive us, not only for the leaders that have been put in position that we help vote them in, but Lord, I also ask you to forgive us for not opposing those who had no business being there in the first place. I ask you, Almighty God, to forgive us for having pastors out there, even a preacher that's running, totally against you, who are saying you're wrong about marriage, who are saying you're wrong about abortion, who are saying you're wrong about things. Lord, and yet, the people in this congregation is following right along with them. Lord, have mercy on that congregation. Have mercy on everyone who calls on you and asks forgiveness. And I pray, Almighty God, that you would help heal this land. Because without you, we are nothing. Save this nation, Lord. You know there's a few righteous people in it. And they really want to see things go right. Hear the heart cry, heart cry Lord, of the intercessors. Even in this hour. Forgive us, the church, for not being the church. For Almighty God, we know, according to your holy word, when the church stands, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. Lord, help us to be bold and take the stand. Let us be as boldly as the earlier people who was in America's Black Road Regiment for the early days, where black pastors who took a bold step. Pray for us to be like the pastors of the Civil Rights Movement who came against racism and really stood firm and marched and even gave their lives for it. Help us, Lord, to be the church 
that had the martyrs and even churches across and other places right now where they're going through some tough times where Christians are being persecuted. We pray, Almighty God, that you bless them. Let them prevail. Help us to be like the apostles of old. Let us be more, more, more desirous to please you rather than please man. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And Father, I do thank you. Thank you for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being our King of kings and our Lord of lords. Father, I too come on behalf of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, by faith, we repent of all the wrongs we've done, Father, in so many ways. We've either had a part in or allowed the shedding of innocent blood. In so many ways that we as a nation have blood on our hands, we've allowed the shedding of of innocent blood for such a long, long time. And so often, Lord, we haven't done what we could have done or should have done. Too often we've not spoken out. Too often we've been timid or just uh, tried to hide behind saying, I don't know what to do. Too often, Lord, we've not loved you or loved one another. Too often we've not been boldly seeking to live truth and to proclaim truth, Father. Father, we've sinned in so many ways. Lord, we repent. Lord, Forgive us, Lord, for our apathy. Forgive us for our negligence. Forgive us for our cowardice. Forgive us for our just failing to obey. Lord, help us. Pour out your healing mercy upon us and stir us to rise up to be the spirit-filled church you'd have us to be that is boldly proclaiming your word, boldly standing on your word, boldly living your word, and help us to be the church that are being the faithful ambassadors for your kingdom that you would have us to be. Father, Lord, forgive us. Fill us anew with your spirit. Stir us more and more to courageously be about your business in proclaiming and standing for truth in every area of our world. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Hunter, if someone listening, if they're wanting to get in touch with you or learn more about the Life Education Resource Network, how could they do that? I would just say go to our website www.learninc.org. That's L-E-A-R-N-I-N-C dot O-R-G. L-E-A-R-N-I-N-C. That's for Learn Incorporated dot org. And um, go to the education page of our thing where you'll see a book written by Dr. William O'Clock called Blood on Our Hands. And it's a scripture um, talking about the spiritual ramifications of 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 sacrificing children to the God of Moab and even to the God of convenience, but it's called blood on our hands. We also have our um, the life dynamics model of twenty one black genocide in twenty first century America on our website. That's learninc dot org. Just go to the educate part. We're past the inform part. We're time for the educate and activate. I am so convinced. Those of you who are out there listening, you are the real intercessors God need in this hour day. Just move his heart to, to help this nation out. God wants to hear from us, and he's pleased to hear from us. And I know just you being on this program today, God's going to hear our prayer and anoint your ears because you've heard the message this day. And I know God is going to use you to do those wonderful things. Amen. Amen. And to every person listening, we want to remind you, too, that by the grace of God, all of us have been given us, have been given the powerful and wonderful tool called prayer. 
And the Bible lets us know the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Don't ever underestimate what God can and will do through your prayers. Let us be praying for the election in uh, coming up in Georgia in a few days and just for future elections as well. And, and may we as the church learn, just be praying for the church to be discerning enough to really recognize that it's critical that we look at what a candidate stands for. Are they there standing for and, righteousness? And Parker, mm-hmm. let, let your audience know that when they read the Bible, it's an open book exam. Mm-hmm. I place before you life and death, a blessing and a curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. That's right. That's right. And so we all need to grow in our discernment and not just vote because Grandma said to vote for this person or your friend or your even a, a quote-unquote so-called spiritual leader. The fact is we're to vote biblically. We're to vote in such a way where which candidate stands closest to the truths found in God's Word. Amen. That's critical for all of us to understand and grasp. Father, stir us to be a people that are discerning, a people that are passionate about truth, promoting truth, standing for truth, and supporting truth in every realm. Help us to recognize that's what we're here for, to be your ambassadors representing you in every way. Help us to be faithful to do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. And let me share with our listeners, too. I want, I want to reference three specific articles. That, and, of course, you, if you listen on a regular basis, you know that sometimes we share the article titles because they're tools that you can get a hold of to use for you and your family, but also to share with others as well. Three specific ones. One is entitled The Bible, Life, and Abortion. It has multiple passages from the Word of God that clearly lets us know what does God's Word say about the life issue and standing for life and standing against abortion. It's important for us to really understand the Bible has a lot to say about that. Uh, So the title of that article is The Bible, Life, and Abortion. A second one is Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life, which powerfully draws out the point that the Christmas season is a powerful time to look at the life issue from a Bible perspective, both the passage found that we read Matthew chapter 2, as well as in Luke Uh, Chapter 1, the passage about Elizabeth and Mary as well. So, again, the title of that article is Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life. And then finally, the last article specifically is entitled Courageous Servants, Cowards, and the Church. Again, one that helps us to recognize that just like the devil used governmental leaders to kill babies way back in the Bible a number of times, He still tries to use governmental leaders to do the same thing, and we're to never support that. We're to only support God's Word and His truth and courageously stand for what He calls us to stand for. So again, that final article, Courageous Servants, Cowards, and the Church. Email us if you'd like a copy of any one of those. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to receive Christ and as your Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that step, again, we'd encourage you to do that even now. If you want to, simply pray this prayer with me in order to commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, You rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. 
Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you would have me to be. In the Bible, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some resources and some literature that's going to help you to begin to grow strong and grow vibrant in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We certainly hope to hear from you. Dr. Hunter, thank you again for being with us today. And share with our listeners one more time if they want to get in touch with you or learn more about Life Education Resource Network, how can they do that? www.learninc.org and go to that page say educate. God blesses each and every one of you. All right. Folks, you have knowledge. We prevail. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Hunter. And please, for all of our listeners, please pray much for Dr. Johnny Hunter and the Life Education and Resource Network. Thanks again for joining us today. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.